We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 15th day of August, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and a very special guest, but I will get to him in just a moment. First, Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive, as usual. Great to hear it. Really glad to hear it. And he's back with us again, and we're happy to have him. Pavel, how are you? Well, it seems like every time I come back, I'm doing a little bit better, and I hope everyone around me does the same, like you guys. And I'm ready for this. Thanks, you. We're doing well, and we're ready for it, too. I guess first things first, we're not going to waste any time because it is the talk across all the news networks, all the social media, all the back channels and everything else. Trump got his door kicked in. That has happened since you were with us the last time. We've gotten responses from all of our other guests this week. Your response on Trump getting his door kicked in and what kind of a precedent that sets? Well, that's that's very easy, um, simple analogy. Look at everybody else who's getting the doors kicked in. Is it anyone who is being investigated for anything really, really, really destructive, you know, pedophilia or murder? Is anything to do with anything violent? Um, Trump got his door kicked in. I assume that Donald Trump started, you know, his roots in New York City. He has lived through things that he tried to accomplish, get away from. You know, he he earned and he deserves um, peaceful life, especially if you have served as a figurehead of the United States of America, which is, you know, not 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 a little bit of pressure. It's quite a lot. You want to be rested, peaceful, and just continue with your journey. Getting a door kicked in is, is it's childish. It's not funny at that stage. It's rude. And I'm sure they could have just asked, you know, hey, push a button. I'm sure there's someone there opening the door. I remember seeing doors kicked in in Russia when politicians were basically just dragged by the hair. My heart picked up a race, you know, my heart just picked up thinking about that. But I mean, what's the next step? What are they going to do? Start dragging people out because they think they have codes to their nuclear weapons? Okay. That's kind of been Trump's point in all of this is that he said uh, he's he's made the point to the American people that everything they're doing to me, they're only doing it to me because I'm in the way of them getting to you. They're doing all of this to go after you, not not me. This isn't targeting me. I, I tend to agree with him in that. Them kicking in his door, they're not kicking in his door because he stole nuclear secrets or whatever the hell they're saying he stole. Even Here's the thing. Even if the FBI comes out and says, here's the documents, this is what he stole, these are nuclear documents, I call BS because there is no catalog of what they stole from his office. There's nothing. They, they they did not allow Trump's lawyers to catalog everything that was taken out of there. So anything that the, the FBI says that they took, BS. I don't believe it. There, there, there is no, there's no proof to that, if you will. There's no, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, counter or, um, yeah. I So I, I think it is, it, it is going to come to the point where they're going to kick in our door. 
Uh, that's what they want to do. They want to kick in the average American's door that doesn't agree because they had wrong think or because uh, they don't fully go on with the agenda or whatever. They voted wrong. That ties in with the great, 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 great concept of dehumanization. I mean, do you remember that image of the, the iconic image of Monk burning himself, you know, that gas station back, you know, protesting against Tibetan um, oppression of China? Well, it's an iconic image. Trust me, you've seen it thousands of times. And you both, you, well, point being is this. I don't not want to see that again. That's how far dehumanization actually goes. There's a crowd of people watching a human being voluntarily pouring gas on himself, lighting himself on fire, and remaining and keeping smile the entire time. That message, the message shows, look, look, I am a human being. Look at this. I am willing to burn myself with a smile. You are hurting us so much that the pain inside, the empathy that I feel for my community is so bad that I'm willing to show you that what you are doing to us is worse than this. I am willing happily to burn myself alive in front of all these people just to show you how much you're hurting us worse than this. And that is the level of dehumanization that is going to absolutely fall down on any society that follows the path that we are following right now in the United States. They're using police force, they're using, uh, well, I mean, if, if the door got kicked in, or I assume they used something, I mean, they had no permission, obviously. Point being is, how can you be so blind to every single possible time this has happened in history before? Same exact route all over the globe, all over the everything in our time. Once you see government use violence or any sort of power on its own people, never mind ex-presidents. How can you question where this is going? There's no alternative roof. I mean, it's, it's not obvious. It's just apparent at this point. Like, this is it. We are heading this way. Who, who at this point of time is going to calm things down? What do you perceive? Like, what will happen? All of a sudden, the next election will be less violent. The next election, I mean, we're already feeling the waves the next election. I mean, imagine when it's going to happen. Who's going to stop this? Well, and to ex to expand upon your point, let's look at um, the election integrity in, in these states. They haven't solved it in many states. You have conservatives. Um, hell, not even conservatives. Democrats are also seeing this and saying, this isn't right. The, the average person in general is seeing this and saying it's not right. Uh, you do still have some on the left that are praising this, even some on the right, uh, because they, they just have Trump derangement syndrome. Uh, but imagine uh, having your election visibly stolen again, like they visibly cheated again. And you can see it like right in front of you, hundreds of thousands of votes pour in when they're not counting, when they're done counting officially or uh, like we've seen last time, you had hundreds of thousands of votes. 100% of them went to Biden and uh, none to Trump during that time period of when they were done counting. You know, Imagine that happening again in this kind of climate. If people are already on edge. People are already having difficulty paying their mortgages, paying their bills, buying groceries, let alone the shortages and everything. And now they're telling us in places like Texas, you have to turn your air conditioning up to a higher temperature, you know, like 81 degrees because we're short on electricity. And they're forcibly changing people's thermostats. If you have one of those smart thermostats, they're changing the thermostat to make it higher and higher temperature. 
then in the wintertime, it's going to be the same thing. As this continues to get worse, it's the chances for violence, the chances for things coming unraveled increases. And the thing is, this plays right into the hands of the Democrats. This plays right into the hands of these um, ESG woke types that are trying to basically take over the world with this crazy BS. It plays into their hands because now they're able to justify using martial law or they're able to justify using more authoritative, authoritarian type uh, measures. Because, see, clearly there's a bunch of domestic terrorists. Well, when you... We could... When you go down to the definition of domestic terrorist, I've personally seen a guy that spent what his story was this. He he said something like, Oh, I feel like our town is overrun by uh uh officials that have nothing to do with our town and and worse comes to worse, um we will we're prepared to prepare our houses. And this is not me speaking. And that he had a friend or somebody flashed some sort of a firearm in the background. Uh that's the I mean a gentleman's gonna consider time in, in prison or jail, whatever, just for that video. When you start perceiving militia units as something that will take advantage over people that are going to be disorientated in the near future, that's when you cross the line between human approach to the situation and any sort of empathetic approach to what possibly might happen. See, if you are listening to us, if you are, you know, getting together with your friends or doing whatever you're doing, it's fine to become tougher, stronger, more resistant. However, you should never think that it is okay to potentially take advantage of the situation just because you're more prepared than others, which is a base case for anarchy. See, what people don't realize is the criminals in the community and the the, the, the sub-communities within the communities, they're held back by the police force. And in a country that is over-policed, which is the perception, right, the United States is so over-policed, the perception of what happens when you're under police is so skewed that it comes down like basically to video games. And and trust me, once you see um, people hiding behind a mountain of trash because it is a really good, you know, bullet swallower, so you want to go back inside, you'll call the government. You'll say, I want you back in. So if anything is going to happen, the common sense of all this is the only only the, the only flag that we could possibly follow. Well, you've got the FBI. Uh, we covered something last week. Uh, Bruce, we looked at the, um, uh, the internal document that was leaked by Project Veritas showing that if you believe in any of these things, any of these symbols, any of these slogans, any of these uh, historical references, then you're to be considered a, a militia violent extremist, an MVE is what they call it, uh, or domestic terrorist, one of the two. If you believe in a Betsy Ross flag, which is like, that's one of our first flags. If you believe in a Gadsden flag, which is the, the yellow flag with the uh, snake coiled up on it that says, don't tread on me. If you believe in a three percenters um, symbol, which is the three Roman numerals surrounded by 13 stars to represent the 13 colonies that represented the 3% of American colonists that fought back during the American Revolution. And they're calling it a myth. If anybody espouses these things, then they're to be considered an extremist. But yet on there, on that document, you saw nothing of Black Lives Matter. You saw nothing of Antifa, which these groups, these two groups, just these two groups were responsible for billions of dollars of damage and riots and looting and, and, and cold-blooded murder of even police officers 
across the United States last year and nothing was done about it. Nothing was done about it. Nothing. As a matter of fact, there was a resignation letter that was penned by Milley that we knew nothing about until recently about uh, Trump's wanting to use the military to quell those riots. And Milley saying, oh, no, uh, if you're going to be uh, just like a fascist, then then I don't want to be a part of any of this. What are you kidding me? What are you kidding me? You're chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Your country is being looted and pillaged and, and burned. And you're you're telling the police to stand down across the country. Like, what, what do you expect to do? You've got lawless anarchy. You've got law and order that's breaking down. And I don't want to drift too far. I don't want to drift too far. I want to stick with speech and I want to stick with domestic extremism right now because we're going to get into anarchy. But I want to transition to it properly. But Pavel, you want to respond to that before we move on? Well, to summarize all that, I want to say is this. Do not perceive this as a war war of arms. Perceive this as a war of cognitive dissonance and intelligence war. Smarten up is the only is, is is all you have to do. It's it's not even funny. They're just taking advantage of people not knowing things. That is all. That is true. That is true. And that's that's precisely what we were talking about in prep. People have been intellectually disarmed. Like they can't foment um, a, a line of thought that allows them to defend or take action against what's actually being done to them psychologically. But I think that plays into getting down into anarchy, which is being brought on to people, which we can transition to that. But I want to move to this. Right now, you've got people, as in humans, for lack of a better term, humans that are policing so-called hate speech, right? And we're hearing from the uh, the attorney general and everybody else, oh, we need to quell hate speech and we need to go after domestic terrorists and we need to go after people's online uh, misinformation. And the United Nations last week said that we need to seriously crack down on disinformation. Fauci has said that on a number of occasions. We have got to stop the misinformation and the disinformation of these people online. And it's the social media companies that are responsible for it. Well, they've banned just about everybody that has a brain, that has an opinion on social networks over the last couple of years. If you didn't follow with whatever the uh, current thing was, whether that was the COVID stuff, uh, the World Health Organization guidelines, the CDC guidelines, the vaccine uh, data and research, no matter what it was, if you didn't if you didn't toe the line, then you were banned. And if that wasn't bad enough, then we got the Russia the Russian and Ukrainian war. If you didn't go along with that, you got banned again. So anybody that they didn't get with the agenda prior to that, they got with that one. And I can only imagine what they're going to do next. The World Economic don't Forum. Forget the, don't sorry. forget the uh, transgender madness. If you oh, yes, interested any yep. of that stuff, you yep. got banned as yep. well. If you, exactly, exactly. If you're Because that's part of the agenda too. And the climate stuff. The climate. We got to throw the climate stuff in there too. If you don't follow along with any of that agenda, the LGBT stuff, the BLM stuff, uh, the Antifa stuff, the climate agenda, all that's wrapped into one agenda. All of it. You want me to take this one? You or Well, I'll go before Bruce. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Anyhow. Okay, so um, I want you to ask yourself a similar question. Like, how familiar are you with logarithms? Um, Harris, and you've you looked into programming. Basically, what well, you do before you get, to, I, I just want to, I, I want to pretext to that. That way, you can you can get into that, uh, and I'll let you take it. The reason I bring that up is the World Economic Forum is calling on humans to be removed from the picture, and they want AI to take over. So they want AI to now censor hate speech and misinformation. So they want people to program the algorithm, but have it turned over completely to the AI. And that's what you want to explain. And and please excuse the fact that I'm very, very, very uh, just emotional about this issue. Um, dehumanization, as I said before, 
is really coming with the concept of counting use a single unit within a statistical logarithm. The way this works is basically whatever is trending without any human input is what you're going to be looking at. When people look at their infinite scrolls, when people look at YouTube, what's next, when people are, you know, seeing their friends on Facebook, whatever you are seeing that is electronically generated, uh, generated by, uh, you know, AI, anything, but people don't realize how highly it is influenced by something that is not alive. Your patterns are traced, you, you, you know, your friend trains, everything is traced to a point where what you're looking on the screen is becoming less and less human influence and really is a virtual world. So basically what I'm saying is with you, you know, what started as a human to human, human to multiple humans interactions is becoming human to computer interaction with a very, very little input output interaction with actual humans where they're added another filter to your online access without you realizing. Check this out. So we used to have blocks. When I was young, we used to have parental blocks. When I went to school, you have firewalls, all this. Well, once again, the digital wall of divide, logarithms, the digital wall. You don't picture your search button as a something you're looking for out of everything that's available. The search button is actually something you're looking for from everything that's available, what they made available for you. People look at internet and they think it's a cloud. It's a whole bunch of satellites and cables. The term, the web, www, world wide web, and the internet are often very, very, very misused and misunderstood. See, world wide web is, a, it's, well, it's getting smaller, but it used to be about 30% of the internet. Internet had nothing to do with WWW World Wide Web. Internet is a much, 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 it still is. It's, it's an absolutely gigantic network of cables and um, servers. However, the World Wide Web itself, it's uh, loosely a third of just that network. When you go into Google and you Google anything you want, whatever you, you, know, you please, out of that WWW World Wide Web, you're actually looking at about mm, loosely to say seven to ten percent of content only on that WWW web. So the window of your perception using Google, using your phone, using your computer is so small versus the actual web, and the web is so small virtual versus the actual internet that without using anything, you know, any basic, you know, deep, dig a little deeper. You're looking at a percentage of a percentage of information that's actually out there. So, so people that say, you know, I go on deep web, oh, I go, you know, dark web, blah, blah, blah. Good for you. All of that, 100% of all of that is not even a major part of the internet, actually. And the internet is the network that carries the global signal for big boys, you know. And who even understands the miniature like how miniature is your presence online how much of it isn't real how much of is it actually seen um the computers became the only way to communicate look at communication once you control that you're done i mean what else can i say it yeah. had more obvious than that no the, no you're, you're you're right the fact that they want to make everything digital and, and when we saw COVID happen and everything was quote non-essential and they sent everybody home this is really the first time that the digital infrastructure itself of the internet had been tested on such a mass scale and from there they were able to 
further monopolize people's perception. You weren't in a social environment anymore. They took everybody out of that. They closed all the things down. They closed the restaurants down. They closed the um, uh, uh, the churches down. They closed the, the schools down and everything. And so you were now, uh, if you're a school kid, you're now learning online digitally. And a lot of the parents were looking at that saying, um, what are they teaching you? Hang on a minute. They're teaching you what? This is the first time that people got to look into what the digital world had to offer. And when they can monopolize your perception like that, then they can twist and mold and and turn them into those malleable types of people that you've talked about before into whatever they want. But if they use this, is, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Did you have any anything else to say? No, no, no. Okay, I, so I was I was literally just going to say that like they're they're warning, and, and it's the same thing as as everything else. They're warning of uh, dark times, uh, and it's dangerous, and it, basically it's just another crisis that they're presenting to you to scare you to use it as a as an excuse to grab control of it. Is all okay? I'll, it's it's very simple. I'll put it this way: if whatever you're looking at is telling you that the danger is coming from anything rather than Imagine being in the middle of a sphere with arrows coming from every single direction. They're coming to your feet, they're coming to the top of your head, they're coming to your left ear, you're right there. I mean, you're inside a sphere and it's closing in on you. If you hear anything that says, oh, danger's coming, you know, just particularly in this two-dimensional way, you know, watch out for the drones, watch out for the army, watch out for the backstabbers. I mean, that's already set up because you're not looking underneath what's underneath, you know, the cables, the cables, the internet, which controls your mind. They got you trapped. Even if you look at it physically, it, it's a circle. You know, you got cables on the ground, you got a human top, you got soldiers all around you, you got helicopters on top. That is physically what is going on with humanity. You're, you're trapped in a circle. You, we are trapped in this. Um, and, and once again, I want to say internet based. It's internet based. But what a ridiculous expression that is, what I just said. It's not internet based. Internet has so little to the World Wide Web. So it's really web based, I guess. Um, our perceptions were thrown in into a tiny part of the internet that they're laughing at at this point. Uh, I mean, we're just switching to, um, you know, up there, internet constellations. Look, look, just compare the size of internet versus WWW spectrum. And, and that's going up in the sky. So yeah. Um, school wise, well, that goes through internet. What, what is, what isn't internet based now? Um, when I mean, the your microwave your microwave and your refrigerator are now hooked up oh, on open, Wi-Fi as well. So yeah, open embedded, open embedded community at the and the Linux based systems is the only way really way to fight back. I mean, um, uh, the open embedded Linux going back to um, you know eighty uh, six I believe it, it was started by um, I'm sorry I cannot remember his name. Anything that was open source on the World Wide Web. Um, is probably more trustworthy than anything that's corporately, you know, built or and and locked. Um, if you want to go down that route, look at the things that are um, mentioned in the books, mostly spread through um, something that you can physically touch at this point. I mean, half the knowledge that I gained that the, the real true knowledge of everything works, um, I'm getting from the books. A lot of the books, yeah, I'm looking at the books that were printed in the 80s, in the 90s. If you understand technology even a little bit today you'll definitely kind of see what's been happening look at the documents um from the past trace the growth of technology and witness all of a sudden the slowdown and stop i mean google well you cannot i mean i want to say google what they sell in north korea or i mean excuse me south korea um you wouldn't be able to 
I mean, you, yeah. how many people in the United States have holographic telephones and have, you know, little, little thin dents on top of your phone? I mean, I was watching videos of those phones being out, geez, seven, six, seven years ago. How come we don't have them? Oh, well, like I've said, it's about a 10 year mark. It takes about 10 years for products to become viable in other countries to sell. Um, it's, it's all about licenses. I have seen holographic telephones. I mean, Hopefully, I'm not out of my mind. Um, I have family members that, you know, work on, in some sort of high-tech environments. And, and I've seen um, robot parts, you know, Terminator-style, back when we were supposedly just, you know, getting droid phones. Um, wake up. I mean, the, 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 the slowdown of pro- progress is it's, it's, it's immense. But you have to understand there's a wall. There's a conceptual wall to all physical electronics that we produce. Um, you know, just just based on the silicon board, the way evolution of electronics is going on right now is very simple. It's basically how much smaller can we make parts, and how much more of them can fit on a smaller, smaller piece of um, silicon board. Well, our material technology is it's it hit the limit. We can no longer make things smaller and fit more stuff into it. That's why everybody's desperately scrapping for you know the uh, <laughs> the quantum computer concept. What's going on is it's not just us that hit the wall. Everybody hit the wall. Like everybody that is based on this sort of material science hit the wall. So they're trying to slow our perception of progress of electronics and what is available as much as they can over time that we're living in now. Gas is getting more expensive. There's no, you know, you, you can't get a flying car, even though they're available some area. You can't get a flying motorcycle, even though, um, you know, there are places in the world where police flies motorcycles it is amazing how highly the global awareness is controlled people in africa have no idea what's going on in the united states people in the united states have no idea what's going on in i don't know south korea japan and that's pretty much all i have to say on that topic just just, just remember you're on a globe globe that's closing in it's not anything that tells you you're not completely being attacked from every direction it sounds so bad but the reality is it's all closing in the thing if you're in a sphere it's all closing in and with the center of the spheres it's in your brain it's you it's your soul literally your reality is closing on your soul the center of your brain back to the simple analogy keep doing push-ups you know get tougher and they're not gonna have be able to touch you you remember the more you de-associate yourself with your body the more you will fall well the rabbit fall down the rabbit hole i guess to the technology and and um how we're not progressing and everything. Uh, honestly, I think that's uh, partly uh, engineered or intended. Uh, and by that, I mean uh, some of the technology we we already know it's it's designed to fail after the warranty is out. That that's one thing that that keeps you locked into the whole consumerism idea, and it keeps them. It's almost like a drug or a drug dealer. They they give you a little bit of the drug, they get you hooked on it, now you constantly want more. That's kind of what the the technology that we do have, that's what they're doing. They they get you hooked on it, now you want more, but it it breaks after a certain amount of time. So you have to go back to the dealer and get another uh, supply. And then all the while, uh, the technologies that are out there that are advancements, um, we've talked about some of those things here recently with Ned, uh, the... Uh, uh, nano, what, what was it? Nano diamond uh, batteries, I believe, is what it was called. Something like that. Yeah. That, as an example, 
uh, was it nuclear diamond batteries? Sorry, took me a nuclear second. diamond. That's yeah. Those are. I mean, that's a thing. Like, I a diamond isotope is able to absorb radiation. Who would have thought? Like that. Do you, you know how useful that could be? What if that's uh, possible to use for solar panels instead of the the stuff we use now that that degrades within ten years? I mean, you have to get the solar panel replaced. Then what do you do with the solar panel? You, you bury it. So it's you're causing damage to the environment. And then at the same time, they're saying, oh, we're causing all this climate change and everything. Well, yeah, no, duh. You're the ones that are doing it. Like you're pushing these products on us, getting addicted to it and stopping true advancement. But if we have true advancement, if we start really pushing to these new technologies, it'll be more freeing for the average person. It, it, it will... Uh, basically they lose control. They being the elite, uh, the ones that are trying to enact control and holding things back. So if we can progress and push forward, that's, you know, that's how you, you basically free yourselves wanna, of this tyranny. Oh man, I want to add something to that so bad for any average person like myself, you guys, or anybody else out there. Um, the true value of gold, look into it. Cannot get off this planet without it. Cannot build satellites without it there. And what you were talking about, superconductors, you know, things that can observe, like you stand. <laughs> there you go, John. There you go. You're looking at it. Point being is value of gold. Um, why are there mass buying gold? What's going on in Dubai? Why is gold so abundant in the Emirates that literally you can walk in, throw a little gold brick in a um, big vending machine? Has, how many people have witnessed a vending machine for Lamborghinis? How many people have witnessed fields and fields of Ferraris and Lamborghinis that have been used once to drive from the airport to the hotel? That is the reality of Dubai. I mean, how many people have seen, how many people have been stopped by a flying motorcycle police force before? That is on your way to, a, um, I don't know, a vending machine size of a skyscraper um, as you're buying a virtual ticket to one of those wall cities, the aquarium cities like to call them now aquarium cities. That, I mean... I'm not even insane. That is reality. I, you, you could go ahead, Google all of it. Why don't you get off the internet and explore? Or see, I do it on purpose. Or I mean, I'm sorry, not purpose. Get off the web, explore the internet. It's hysterical. Get into the world of open embedded. I mean, people just don't realize how trapped they are in some such a small percentage of internet and buy gold. I I think that's where I started by. Or yeah, research gold. It's it's probably the only way we can you know. Yeah, fight back. I don't know. The lizard yeah. people that well, <laughs> the lizard people. You know, there is a no, you, you raise an interesting point there, and there is a reason that that Putin just put the ruble and he just took the ruble and he pegged it to gold. There is a reason he did that, and it makes perfect sense. The reason that we have allowed this out of control spending and inflation and all this stuff is because we don't have a gold backed currency any longer. We don't have that. That's been removed. It started under, uh, what was it, uh, uh, under FDR. But then it transitioned. And once we abolished something in the United States called the Bretton Woods Agreement under Richard Nixon, that finished off the gold standard that we had in the United States. Since then, they've actually made it illegal for you to uh, to use gold coins as like actual currency. And Do you remember, I remember that big, whoa, 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 early, earlier this podcast, weren't we talking about three big powers that came together and met somewhere and blah, 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 and then decided to the world, sorry. Are you talking about the creation of the central bank on uh, uh, on Jekyll Island? Well, no, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm talking about is like the, 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 the visual, literally the, the division of, economic standard happened you know in new hampshire and in brendan woods there's still no, no, we didn't talk people 
for okay well what i'm saying is what do you raise is incredibly important and go ahead please talk i'm sorry i, I apologize no 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 I no, no, go, no go on because i bretton woods i mean i i was i was actually just telling people to look into it but if you've got more on it right now please go ahead elaborate Sure, absolutely you know when you go to the gold reserve and the money theory all that um when stalin churchill and um who was the american president at the time Eisenhower. fdr um, franklin delano roosevelt FDR, thank you Yes. So um, they all met in New Hampshire, Bretton Woods, and they have discussed exactly three ways how are they going to uh, divide the rest of what they called um, supply. The, the world is loosely translated. Basically, there's a limited amount of resources and the economics generally had to be divided in three different directions. I believe in Bretton Woods when that peace treaty that, was signed. A, a, I Hold on a second. I don't. I, I think we're getting two different things mixed up here. I don't think that was right. Bretton Woods per se. Bretton Woods happened under Richard Nixon. That was in the 70s, uh, unless that's what you're referring to. But I think at that the, time you had, I, I think Khrushchev was running things in, in the Soviet Union. Right. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking about the Khrushchev. Too. Yeah, that's, that's what oh, I'm talking okay. about. Oh, okay. I thought you said Stalin. I'm sorry. I thought you said Stalin. Oh, I so I misspoke. Oh, that okay. is what so it's, yeah, it was. Not, yeah, it was not FDR. It was Richard Nixon, and it wasn't Stalin. It was Nikita Khrushchev, just so we get it right. Absolutely. Oh, my bad. I apologize to listeners. Well, it, there's so many names. I apologize. Right. So Khrushchev um, was there, and what I'm saying is at that point of time, um, general wealth of humanity was divided in three different recycling systems. Um, in order to control all of it, you need to spend all of it. It's the simplest terms, I have to say. It's 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 not just, see, you already have some sort of value. Um, if you want to re-control that value, you have to have that value retransition through something else. So the capitalist system, the the, the communism um, and everything in between is kind of like the grinding that we're all stuck in. Bretton Woods in general is such an unknown fact. And, and going back to everything has anything to do with being reasonable and common sense. As John said, Google it. Google it, look at it, and it's all out there. It's very simple. So if you don't have a stabilization source in your system, no matter what it is, if you don't have some form of, um, how do I put it? If you don't have some form of anchor, then things are just going to slowly unravel and things are going to become unstable, economically unstable. Uh, and this is where we wanted to, to kind of pivot. You wanted to talk a little bit about anarchy. And I wanted to go down this path uh, with you and I because I think it's, it's a great topic to explore. And I don't think people quite understand just how fragile things are right now economically because we don't have sound money principles. And we've shifted... Um. So much in the uh, in the agendas. Now you've got an energy crisis that's about to hit. Uh, one of the one of the MPs, or excuse me, no, one of the uh, state officials over here where I'm at um, is named Stephen Kramer. He warned today. He's uh, part of the protection of uh, excuse me. He's part of the office of the protection of the Constitution, and he's warned that the protests that you saw in Germany under COVID, and you still got them. I passed one on the way home a couple of nights ago with a few hundred people in them, and there aren't any restrictions here right now, but people are still protesting. But the protests that you saw under COVID, not only are those going to return, but you've also got something else that's going to take place. Now you've got an energy crisis, and you're going to try and throw a food crisis and a supply chain crisis on top of that. So not only are you going to hit people with COVID restrictions and segregation of a traffic light system that they're trying to bring in, which that's laughable in and of itself. 
Because if you don't have five jabs and you don't take a jab every 90 days, then you're excluded from society. What are you going to do? You're going to exclude over 90% of your society? I just want to kind of give listeners general background on this episode in my personal, you know, in my head, my view. I, in pre, in pre, pre-episode, we're getting ready and, and talking about anarchy is difficult for me personally because I witnessed anarchy and I've seen the violence that it brings with it. And that's, you know, everything is kind of leading to it. Uh, would people in any sort of a place that has not actually witnessed anarchy have no idea how close they are to that line um, and how really violent and disgusting it is on the other side? Um, when it comes to malicious, when it comes to people realizing that the government is lying, when it comes to people becoming more hungry, when it comes to people getting angry at um, gas lines, all that depreciates itself. It is not just a, well, this is happening right now. It's going to get better. See the line. There's a there's a golden line that the United States, I believe, has already crossed. The line, you know, sort of like event horizon, line of no comeback. The political theater is getting so much more just visually ridiculous. What we are not understanding is those are the people with the red button. And once the general consensus of the people in navy states reaches that point of boiling and taking over actually happens. The government collapses, um, the money system collapses. Um, what in reality happens is 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 you're celebrating, you know, you're seeing fires, you're seeing windows burning, you're seeing all that stuff's going on, you're seeing tanks, you know, going down the road. And what I'm seeing right now, currently in the United States, a lot of people are for it. I heard people saying, yeah, let's, let's, I, I was born to hate Russians. I was born to hate this and this. Well, here's the thing. When all those things quiet down, when the fires go down, when the tanks are no longer rolling and you're just looking at the roads that you cannot drive in and you can't pull your car out of the garage because literally all the roads, the, the cement is gone. And then you look in your cell phone, well, you, you, there's no internet. So you walk to your bank, well, the bank is closed because half of it's missing. And guess what? Your money is gone. The money is gone. Your account is zero. The money in your wealth, the money in your pocket is not toilet paper because literally you will use other things other than toilet paper for toilet Anarchy does not mean fun, like Wild West running around, you know, bartering, doing this and this. Anarchy is when you're so afraid to go outside that needs to form a community that protects itself. Anarchy leads to organized malicious. Organized malicious lead to, um, well, it's a criminal, it, it becomes criminal. Once you protect your neighborhood, once you realize that there's a vision between your neighborhood and the other, you know, neighborhoods around you, once you form sort of, um, I'm trying to remember what the word, well, basically it's a mob. It's a mob, it's a mafia type of situation. There's no other way around. It's, that's how it happened in um, Russia, in Sudan, I believe. I mean, there's so many examples for it. Anarchy does not lead to anything, but it's, it's scary. It's horrifying. You know, I was I was telling Bruce and we were having this conversation offline last week. I said it's really going to hit home for people. And and you were mentioning earlier this week or earlier last week. I, I don't know, like these things run together so much. It's like I, I lose track of when people are on. I got issues as well. Yeah. 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 When you were on the last time, you said that as things continue on, if you're not awake yet, 
you're going to be awake whether you want to be or not, and it's not going to be nice. The time of, of waking up in a pleasant way, those days are rapidly coming to an end. But I think, and, and this is what I was discussing with Bruce, I think what's really going to wake people up, those people that are still not quite getting it, and you've got personal experience with this, and, and this goes right to this anarchy thing, you were just kind of touching on it there, is exactly what you just said. When people see their pensions go to zero before their very eyes, when they see their savings accounts and their checking accounts and, and everything else that they have worked their lives for, when they see that go to zero before their very eyes. And as you said, no internet, your credit cards aren't going to work, your debit card's not going to work, the ATMs, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to get into these institutions. And it doesn't matter if you get into them, because there's no cash to be had that's going to be worth anything. So that's going to be the point where it hits home for people. And that's when it's all going to come undone because you've seen, you've lived where you've had money, a lot of it. And it just, you literally, it goes to nothing the next day, overnight. Here's the question. This is, I think this is the, uh, this is the question is going to hit the nail on the head. Who are you going to take it out on? That's the question. You show up to the bank, who the hell are you going to take it out on? The poor lady that she's too, she's too scared to leave the building because there's military outside. You, you're gonna, you're not gonna take it out. You're probably gonna grab and be like, "Hey, where's the money?" Well, she's like, "It's right there." Well, never mind. That that was nothing. So then, okay, so that's worth nothing. There's a bunch of pissed off military guys outside. So, well, who are you gonna take it out? Are you gonna take it out on them? And they're a bunch of kids, they're eight to nineteen. They're well, they're charged with a tank, and now they're getting angry. Who are they gonna take it out on? Point being, is anger is the most viral thing in the world. And if your entire perception of whether you're angry or not is based on money, which is hello, um, yeah, you're going to be at this. And who are you going to take it out on? Not the people at the bank. Well, not the guys that are protecting the bank because their money's gone too. Is the mayor's money gone? Well, your mayor's money's probably gone too. He just has a better house than you, but now he can't pay for that house either because his money's gone too. Well, then you're going to keep tracing money. Well, what about that FBI agent I know from the other side? Well, yeah, his money's gone too. And then he knows this other guy who works for the senator. His money's gone too. You're going to trace the money and you're going to hit your head because you, you how are you going to trace it? I mean, I probably can set up some sort of something, something equipment. Um, I'm sure there's other individuals who know, but what are you going to do? Who are you going to take it out on? See, what people that live and survive and grow up on a playground don't realize is what true helplessness is. You've never been in this, like, you know, no gravity floating in that cloud, you know, nothing pulling you. Total baby-like helplessness. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when your yells, well, this is my money, well, I had this and this, literally mean nothing. They're entertaining. What are you going to do? You can't punch a tank. Jesus, what are you going to do when money is mandatory? Yeah, I want to show you this, uh, Pavel. This was, um, these were taken from... Uh, Sierra Leone from a couple of days ago. And these are just the, the people out in the streets because of the rising cost of energy, food, cost of living, their money's been inflated away. Uh, you've got in the last three days, in the last 72 hours, just in that time, we're looking at 21 civilians and six police officers that have been killed, right? Now, just as as you're describing these situations, this is what's playing out down there, is exactly this. Oh, my God. Oh, right on the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're walking through fires and you see them. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, who are they? They're taking it out on who? The next person. And then right. and whatever, whoever survives. And, yeah. 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 Uh, but those dudes, most of them, they have no idea what's going on here. It's it's 
it's it's just a massive massacre. It's imagine a spiral, a, a tornado, whatever the whatever it turns into itself. Once it hit, it kills everything until there's no one left to kill it. Because there's no one to wait for this. People that are too blamed for this are already gone. It's not. It's time to organize and get logical. Not and and I mean, this is giving me this is giving me flashbacks, man. That's how yeah. it was. And yeah. I've seen this at that time. I've seen it over where, oh my God, man. This is yesterday. What about the 6th? This, uh, the 6th of January in the United States. It wasn't like that, but oh my God, it's happening all over the world. Yeah. And it's, and, and that's just sad. it. It's like, they're, they're talking about like, uh, shutting off everybody's electricity and, and, and water and all that stuff here because it's for the earth because of climate change. And this is precisely what they're going to start here. You've got the inflation, you've got the supply chain crisis, you've got the food crisis because they're attacking our farms. So they're trying to hit everybody from all directions. And this is precisely what they're going to cause is this right here. And it's going to happen everywhere. Weaponize your mind, get better at thinking, follow common sense realize what the people that are not trying to yell the loudest on tv are saying this is the only way this is in argentina yep. these are people going after the uh, the economic minister coming out of his office yep that guy looks i'm sure he's terrified look at that i mean they're they're trying to tear him apart they're so angry because he made so many promises and guess what he's he's driving off but <laughs> The point being is we're just watching the crowd beginning its chase. I mean, I mean, that guy's about to drive away until keep driving, keep driving, keep driving to get somewhere. We're just watching the beginning of the chase. And there's no gate that's going to stop this eventually. Um, they're scared. We're scared. Guess what? It's not going to be, um, you know, Putin, Nukin, United States or whatever this looks, this war. It's going to be literally um, some sort of a treaty, this or that. And they're going to be nuking us. It's it's either plug in or get nuked or I mean God forbid, but it seems like most of us are not most of us are not following with the program. Not realizing what's going on, and those are the people that are going to be used. Yeah, and it's I think that number is going to get larger because eventually, as in like the numbers that they're splitting now, all the different groups that they're trying to fracture. They tried to split everybody with uh, with COVID and and COVID passports and and all that stuff. They tried to split everybody with that and. They found now, I think, but they're not admitting it, that the further they get, the further they go with that, they just split that number and that number and that number and that number again. So now they've got so much, uh, such a small minority at the top that they're not actually effective at anything. So it's going to be what you said. They're going to hit the button against the, the majority that's going to cause the critical mass to overthrow them at the bottom. Once again, logarithms, they have on their side things that do not feel anything, you know, Tech, the kind of tech that separates us from them, the the money in your pocket, just go anywhere. Just research how much the value of the United States dollar dropped. Research into global economics. Look into the multiplying, the the progressive multiplication of global economics. Look how, um, you know, the expansion, just just trace the expansion rate of global economics, right? So uh, back thousand years ago it, it it would take 500 years to double the global the global trade rate right and then next 200 300 years it took you know the 300 years to double it and then it took 200 years to double the global um just just the number of the trade then it took 100 years then it took 50 and then it took 13 years and now we're getting 2000s and the way the global and i mean these numbers are that they're rough but the analogy is this the rate of growth is not keeping up with the size of the chips, which are 
definitely not infinite. So global economics, anything that's perceived through or based on electronics has a barrier, which we are about to reach. So what happens once global computers, what happens once all the, I mean, you guys remember 1-2-K? Remember how yeah. scary that was? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, I'm think, what I'm thinking is this is like the Y2K they're not talking about. Imagine when the global growth hits numbers that computers cannot keep up with. Well, that's, I think that's why they're dumping the money. Yeah, I think it's well. I think it's that, and I think it's a multitude of things we discussed uh, yesterday. Like their whole their whole green agenda, the whole climate change thing, that's all falling apart. All of this is collapsing under the weight of its own failure. None of this stuff can be reused, repurposed, recycled. Any of that, it's all waste. It's all environmentally damaging, and it doesn't even work. Like they're telling us to transition into electric cars, and we're not going to have a power grid to use them, so it doesn't even matter. Like it's completely irrelevant. Everything that's gone on with the uh, the COVID pandemic pandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it, that's all collapsing under the weight of its own failure. And you've got the supposed limited non-renewable resources such as oil and gas that we're finding now that are replenishing themselves. So we have a bit of a problem here. They're at the end. They can't do anymore. So they are literally, it's, it's Operation Nero for them. And, and if you're anybody that's familiar with the Second World War and the final days of the Third Reich, that's it. They're literally destroying all all the infrastructure on their way out because they're not going to make it. Their whole prerogative is, if we can't have it, you're not going to have it. And so they're taking all the infrastructure and they're taking as many people down with them as they possibly can on their way out the door. That's my guess. That's that's what I'm saying. Yes, sir. You, yes, sir. It's, it's, it's whoever got left behind that, you know, that glass, you know, aquarium wall city kind of digital divide period, whoever's left here with us, you know, we're the ones chasing after them. I mean, they're stuck between a wall and us getting close to them. Um, we got to look deeper into this. We really got to look um, more deep into what the internet really is. Who really controls it? What is beyond internet? It all seems like we're about to start biting the cats we've been chasing for a long time, and and they're going out of the mines. All right, so we've only got a few minutes left here. Uh, Pavel, do you want to uh, do you want to plug your websites? You want to get into the projects that you're working on? I know you said that you were uh, that last time you were on, you were going to do a little bit more work on that stuff. So um, feel free to um, uh, to tell people how they can uh, follow your work. Okay, well, so here's the thing: I've been researching for a long time. I've been thinking. I've been experimenting. What is the best way for people to um, become aware of all this? So I've created a small network of websites. First one would be americanstoicism.com. Here's the idea behind that. When I'm talking about this whole sphere that's, you know, coming at you from the whole, you know, all, all of your perspective, every direction. When it comes down, all you got at the end is your own mind. Your body is your temple, your mind. Once you get comfortable and realize that there is a wall, there is a barrier at all that exists between you and everything else is outside of yourself, you begin to gain perspective on how to create walls that are further than just the wall that separates yourself, your being, from reality and from outside. So that perception of creating walls further and further and further and further away from you is called stoicism. It's called developing character. Developing character is not that difficult as long as you follow simple routines. So the first website is American Stoicism, as in what did the American forefathers foresaw in American people? I I spend most of life in America. I am a Russian citizen. I, I do belong to Russian culture in most ways, but being truly bilingual is now 
well, it's considered having dual personalities. It really is. It's, it's, a, it's almost the same thing as a multiple personality syndrome. So America is really close to my heart. And American storytelling is what I experienced being an immigrant in America. I had to be stoic to survive. I had to be stoic to get to where I am. And I've, and I've, I've, I've unfortunately experienced discrimination. So that is what AmericanStoicism.com is all about. My next project is, well, I decided to be um, a little bit more political. I, I think Donald Trump is going to be the best thing that could possibly happen in the next election. I was a Democrat or consider myself as a Democrat years ago. I consider myself fully Republican now. Um, I believe what's going on in the United States is a confusion between Republican and Democrats. People don't really realize what either party stands for. Um, however, support DonaldTrump.com is the website that I will manage in. We're connected to American Storytism and we're connected to 2024essentials.com. That's going to be one of the websites where I will be plugging and selling um, personal security equipment, um, things that are very reasonable, things that are incredibly common sense and things that will wake you up, things that I think is essential that will get you through the absolute hysterical you know, media circus that is coming up. I mean, I am seeing with them ejected you with the next, you know, the, the, the acid experiments, the LSD experiments back in the day when they would be, put people on LSD when they weren't even aware of it. Well, um, look, look at the mass hypnosis, hypnosis that the um, communists used, the, 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 the football field-sized crowds that would uh, follow one person. Um, do you think that knowledge disappeared or just multiplied? Times a thousand. I mean, I didn't get any dumber in the past 20 years. Um, I'm not going to beat anything to become smart, smarter on my own. Imagine the people that did, the, the truly professional intellectuals that were hired by people that want to gain power. Wake up. Um, your body is your temple. I support Donald Trump. I believe he establishes more global connections. And that's the most important thing. I'm not a globalist. I am a chess war. Um, so God bless pretty much everybody except for the people that want to hurt other people. And 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 that's it. Look at yourself, be healthy, your body is your temple, go back all the way to your skin. Don't forget that internet is just a small part of what you even realize internet is. Look into better systems. Follow this podcast. Dynamic independence is the most open-minded. I mean, the opportunity that I got here is is beyond belief. And I think I thank these people to point of <laughs> tearing up. Thank you guys so much. Of course, my friend, you're always welcome here. Uh, and we appreciate having you on. We appreciate your viewpoints and uh, you're always welcome to come back. Uh, and we will have you back really soon. So for those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. If you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce and Pavel, I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you, guys. Thank you.